Hey, I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, tour schedule, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author in one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to have Harry Evans on the line today. He's an account executive over at Outreach.io. Uh, Harry, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me today. So, Harry, I can see you have quite a bit of sales experience, and I want to get into what you're doing and also how your company is uh, helping their clients. But before we do that, um, how did you get started in business, and uh, what was your inspiration? Absolutely. And like I said, thanks for putting this show together. really appreciate it. I've been listening to you for a little while. Um, I got started in college. Uh, I went from New York City to UC Berkeley to go to college when I was 17 years old and had to pay out-of-state tuition. I was studying physics at the time and astrophysics, which is a science background that I still draw on today, and we can talk about that more later, I'm sure. Um, but I had to pay for college myself. And so the first work-study job I got that I was required to have was cold-calling alumni who had just gotten done paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for their education and asking them to donate a little bit more. Not the easiest thing in the world. And uh, eventually I added to that actually getting taught to play professional poker on the side which taught me how to deal with people as well. And so those were my two introductory jobs into sales, believe it or not. So, you know, what kind of, obviously, you know, you've been in the business for a while now. Um, what kind of advice would you give the college kid, the newly minted grad, has their certificate, has their diploma, and they're thinking about going into sales? What would you tell them? I'd tell them to start small with the first step rather than diving in and trying to do everything. You're all excited. You learn all this stuff in college. You have these great skills. Maybe you took some courses on how to do sales and how to manage accounts and everything else. And you go in looking for the biggest job you can possibly buy because you have something to prove. You want to show that you can sell a lot and that you can handle a full pipeline and manage your accounts and everything else. And so what I would say is start slow. The people that I've seen have the most success are the ones with the basic skills that they formed early. Uh, I got to cold call and ask alumni to donate for nothing just to give money. And it taught me how to deal with rejection and how to talk to people in general. Um, same thing, I, I recommend people that are getting into, for example, software sales, go get an SDR job. It's not always the most fun. You got a lot of phone calls to make and a lot of metrics to hit, but I guarantee that's gonna have an effect later on in your job, even when, not only when you get to account executive, when you get to leadership and executive leadership and, and even running a company, the ability to pick up that phone and sound good, it's really gonna have a big impact. So whether it's cold calling or anything else, it's Find that first skill you want to develop, start at step one, and go earn it rather than trying to skip a bunch of steps. So how important are habits um, to you in your, in your sales process? Because um, you sound like a guy that has some good habits built up to be as successful as you've been. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, habits are essential. Um, habits are just patterns. And everything we do is patterns. Um, the way that we sell is patterns. The way that we talk to people is patterns. And habits, finding out the best patterns out there. It's the same as it's another term for best practices. So you're going to have habits whether you want to or not. There's going to be patterns you follow. It's, it's too easy not to. Um, or rather, it's too easy to do so to, for people not to. And so the goal is cultivate the habits that you want. You have to pick goals and then align your habits to them. 
If that means that you're trying to be athletic, that might mean sleeping habits or eating habits or exercise habits. And if it's sales, it's the same thing. Is that you have to identify what you're working on the most, what are the things that need the most work in the first place, and then you need to find habits that are going to build that. Because you have to understand that one way or another, whether you build those habits or not, something's going to form, some type of pattern that you regularly follow. Yeah, and, and, and bottom line is the habit of picking up that phone is what's going to make you money. You can organize that pipeline until you're blue in the face, but if you don't have that habit of picking up the phone or contacting someone, it's not going to sell itself. That's right. Don't build a habit around the one little thing you like to do on the side. We've all heard that 80-20 rule before. 20% of what you do accomplishes 80% of the results. Find what that is and build a habit around that. It turns out most of the time we're on a sales podcast today, and so this is what's going to be relevant. Most of the time that's picking up the phone and making a phone call. So build a habit to do that. Love it. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing as an account executive over at outreach.io. So how do you help your clients and what do you do for them? Yeah, I'll give you the short version because I don't want to give you a whole pitch for my platform, but I used Outreach for years as a customer. I was giving speeches about them at the local enterprise, Chicago Enterprise Sales Forum that I actually helped run, and eventually they recruited me, said enough is enough, just come work for us already. But Outreach is an engagement platform that actually does a lot of the things that we're talking about today. It took all the different habits that I had, all the different processes and the tools and things that I did to be an effective seller, and it put them together into one solid platform. Uh, kind of like Salesforce did for data all those years back. They made a single source of truth or what we call a system of record. Outreach did the same thing for action. They made a system of action to actually efficiently follow up, to make sure people don't fall through the cracks, to do all those lovely things that we have to do as, as full-cycle sellers or lead setters or all the other sales roles out there. And that's what I do now. I run Chicago for Outreach, and I, I run events. I work with all of our clients, and I just spread the good word. So what kind of clients do you take on? Is this for like uh, only enterprise? Is it for a five? Is it for small business also? Like what kind of clients? So there's people listening that are like, ah, oh, I need I need a solution, and you know I've been thinking of different things, but they just don't even know where to start. Like what what kind of clients do you work with so they'll know if, if they should be contacting? If you're regularly facing customers and trying to engage with them, then we help. That doesn't mean we're a fit for every single person there. But there's generally a workflow and a process to engaging with people, whether that's a salesperson setting meetings or pushing somebody through pipeline or a success person who's working to get higher adoption or working a renewal process or upselling. That might be a recruiter who's regularly following up on someone with a sequence of touch points to make sure they get in front of them at the right time with the right message and the right job. There's all different workflows out there, but as far as who's the right person, it's really about are you trying to optimize a process to have a clear, cohesive system of action? And if that's the case, we probably have something we can impact. Uh, I just got done with a conversation right before this call with a team that's going to start with two users. And when I first moved to Chicago, I bought myself one seat. That was it. I also am working with companies that have 5,000-plus people and 150 sellers as their trial to see if they want to use this for the rest of the org. And so it really just depends on what people need to do. But I'd say if they're an active seller and they want to optimize the way that they do that and, and do what I call being lazy and working really hard to stay that way, I'm always happy to have a conversation with them and see if it's a fit. Can you give an example of um, a process that could make somebody's life easier as a small business owner? Because a lot of people, um, you know, maybe haven't even adopted the concept of using a CRM yet to manage their data. Sure. Yeah. And as far as processes, I mean, there's 
the, the truth is that everything's a process. Like I said earlier, habits are just examples of patterns that we follow. And so an example of a process would be valuable. Um, I mean, the simplest version, since we're talking about calls, and that's been the theme so far, but there's a lot of others, of course, that I can come up with. Um, one simple example is just having a process for how you reach out to someone. I don't know about you, I get a lot of cold calls. I get a lot of recruiter emails. I get a lot of different just cold outreach from people that, frankly, I don't want to talk to. And so my brain's developed a lot of patterns on how to ignore those people and how to batch them into a category where I can quickly dismiss them and get back to what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so having a process to stand out, even if that's systematic, can often make your personality shine. Um, you know, I found that we actually had analytics behind how many times I reach out to people. And if I reach out to them four times versus 10, it's over two and a half times higher chance of engagement with that person. So mixing and matching and having a process to make sure that you try calling from your number, calling from their local area code, sending a personalized message, sending a generic message. You try all the different mediums and platforms and approaches that there are. Having a systematic approach to that means I don't have to think about it. I plug them into a process. I go after them. And one way or another, whatever their, their brain and personality type tells them they like to respond to, I'm going to get them either way. So that's just one example. But whatever my goal is that I'm trying to accomplish, I always try to reverse engineer a process that's going to be able to do that in a way that's, that I can replicate. I love it. I mean, that's big time, Harry. Everybody listening, um, Harry's giving you a lot of uh, tips there on how to make your business more efficient, but also just to get you thinking about ways to improve your business, because it's a big deal. If you're out there and you, you haven't even set up a CRM yet, you're not thinking about data retention, you're not thinking about a sequence that you're using to reach out to your clients that are, you know, your your past clients, um, or even um, your prospects, really, um, then you're really letting money slip through the cracks. And solutions like Outreach.io um, are definitely um, value adds to organizations. Um, so definitely want you to keep that in mind. Um, so, Harry, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Outreach.io, uh, what's the best way for them to reach out to you or your company? I appreciate you asking that, and I'll give you my contact information, and I'll uh, I also want to make one other note, which is this. What I've been talking about is processes and systems, and uh, I'm talking about how to find a way to replicate things and all, all these different topics like that. But something else that's really important is creativity and remembering that in 2019, there's so many ways to automate that people lose their personalities. And so don't forget, even if you're a brand new rep and you're trying to figure out how am I going to distinguish myself and differentiate in the field, everyone's got the same resume. So be creative. Make yourself a thought leader. Make yourself... Um, someone valuable to those around you. The best thing you can do is help. And so if you're doing something like what Adam's doing right now, make a podcast that's relevant. Think about what people are actually saying they want to hear. Like, for example, most people don't have more than about 15 minutes these days. So Adam's aligned his podcast to that. If you can make yourself stand out in the field that way, you're going to have plenty of job offers coming in. Trust me, there's more than enough recruiters to headhunt you. It's about standing out from all those other resumes that are in the stack. So, um, one other thing I wanted to point out, and thank you, Adam, for doing that and helping build the community. Uh, as far as contacting me, uh, you can always go to outreach.io, my email myself. I'm Harry Evans, as you can see if you're joining this podcast today. So it's harry.evans at outreach.io. But anytime you reach out to anyone at the company, it's an amazing group of people. Uh, we're all happy to help. All right, Harry. Well, hey, thank you for your time today. And uh, to the listeners, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, all those other good things we do to support, to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a wonderful day. Uh, thank you again, Harry. Take care.